Hello, and welcome to Ecology and Me, a citizen scientist podcast for curious humans. I'm Kate Douglas, curious human, and today we're talking about spiders. I have a strange love of spiders. I feel like they are fellow creatives just trying to make something in this crazy mixed up world. I've seen some spider webs that take my breath away. I mean, I couldn't design that. Could you? So I got to wondering, why do spiders make webs? How do they do it? And what do they use to make it? So I sat down with Dr. Linda Rayer faculty member at Cornell University in the Department of Entomology. That's the study of insects. I'm a behavioral ecologist, and the focus of my research is on the very few species that live in groups that are social spiders. There's less than 2% of the spiders live in any sort of a group, and I'm including mothers and their offspring that stay together beyond three maybe even four weeks. And what I have learned from studying social spiders is basically it's far better to not kill your siblings and to share prey with them than it is to eat your siblings. You hear that? Don't kill and eat your siblings, everyone. As someone with two younger brothers, I can attest to this. Okay, Linda, give it to me straight. Spiders webs. What are they made of? All spiders produce silk. This is an absolute characteristic of spiders. Spiders, depending on how basically how complicated their webs are, produce somewhere between four and seven different kinds of silk that are developed in glands in their abdomen. You heard that right. Four to seven different kinds of silk. Some are fine, some are thicker, some are sticky, some are not sticky. And spiders aren't the only silk makers out there. Some other animals that produce silk in various phases of their life include silkworms, honeybees, beetles, flies, caterpillars, fleas, and you're not going to believe this, goats. Goats have been genetically modified to produce milk-containing extractable silk proteins. These goats were modified by a Montreal-based company, Nexia, that went bankrupt. So I guess the goat silk industry isn't doing so hot right now? Okay. Back to spiders. The silk comes out through their spinnerets at their back end and very muscular uh, spinnerets. And it is all composed more or less of various proteins. And what makes silk so magical is that it's a combination of very super strong elements mixed with, it's called amorphous, but very flexible, stretchy elements. Spider silk is often referred to as being stronger than steel. And if you had a thin, thin piece of steel, it's really strong, but spider silk is stronger for the width and it's got stretchability. And if you look at frame lines of webs, these are really, really strong. And yet, if you look at the spirals in the web, this can stretch as much as as two to even 300 times its length. Uh, Same thing. And the combination of this strong and stretchy is what makes silk 
so powerful. This silk is so strong that the movie Spider-Man underestimates the strength of it. Real spider silk would not need to be nearly as thick as the strand Spider-Man deploys to move around. Yet again, Hollywood underestimates you spiders. Darwin's bark spider silk is the strongest on earth, and it is 10 times tougher than Kevlar, which is used to make bulletproof vests. It's also six times stronger than high-grade steel per weight. Yeah, try getting out of that web. Speaking of which, why don't spiders get stuck in their own webs? Apparently, three explanations have been offered for this question. One hypothesis is that spiders might secrete some kind of oil that's an anti-stick agent, but scientists haven't discovered anything like that yet. Another hypothesis is that spiders use non-sticky strands in the hub of their webs to navigate around, no problem. The last hypothesis is that the legs of some spiders have a disengaging mechanism that allows them to detach themselves instantly from a sticky strand. Spiders, you are real-life superheroes. Look out! So they're able to mix and match different kinds of silk for different functions. All spiders use silk for their egg sacs. You know, some of them have a nice fluffy thing that they put the eggs on that provides protection. And then it uses a different silk that might make the egg sac impenetrable to parasitoids that might try to kill the eggs. And others might add camouflaging silk on the outside. So silk is not just for making webs and catching prey. Spiders use it to move from place to place, mark territory, tell other spiders that it's mating time. And speaking of mating, some male spiders will even deliver their sperm to female spiders wrapped up in a nice little silk package. Aww. And it's worth noting that some spiders catch their prey using their silk in ways that don't involve a web. Bola spiders use their silk like a fishing line. They cast a strand with a sticky blob at the end and throw it at insects passing by. They must have great aim. And then there are trapdoor spiders, which make little burrows and hide behind a silk curtain. And when prey passes by, the spiders jump out and grab their dinner. I have to admit, that is a little terrifying. Okay, and super amateur question here. Silk. Like when I wear a silk dress... It's the same type of thing or is it or that kind of silk is different? That's actually a really good question. The silk dress, the silk scarf that you wear is coming from silk moths, which have oral glands. And then they're essentially producing this silk substance that surrounds their pupil case and then it's unwound. Silk moth silk is lovely. It's sleek. It's got a little bit of flexibility. It's relatively strong, but it is absolutely nothing compared to real spider silk. It doesn't even come close to how strong it is. It doesn't have this enormous stretchability. Has anyone ever figured out how to make clothing out of spider silk? There's been lots of lots of interest. There was a project in Madagascar where they used golden orb weavers, which produce an absolutely gorgeous golden silk. 
and they they used a million spiders and they wove it into this absolutely stunning cape. This 11 foot by four foot gold cloth took 82 people and yes, 1 million spiders four years to make. It is the only large piece of cloth made from natural spider silk existing in the world today. No spiders were harmed in the making of this garment. After they finished spinning all the silk they had, these orb spiders were released back into the wild and would start producing silk again after one week. And so it's not really a great route. You don't really put 98% of the spiders together and hope that you're going to get a whole lot of silk. Actually using spiders for clothing is not a viable option. But there is an enormous interest in using spider silk or producing it through biotechnology in order to use the properties of spider silk. So for example, imagine a parachute that is incredibly lightweight and will never tear. Silk is much stronger than Kevlar. So imagine something really lightweight, ideal for uh, military or police applications that isn't as hot and heavy as Kevlar and could bullets out. Spider silk seems to have um, some measure of antibiotic properties. What if you could use it for stitches in surgery and it would eventually break down naturally without needing to pull out the stitches? This isn't a new idea. Apparently the Greeks and Romans would clean out deep wounds with honey and vinegar and then cover the whole thing up with balled up spider webs like a bandage. Whoa, even using spider silk in the military isn't a new idea. As late as World War II, spider silk from black widows was used as crosshairs for guns, telescopes, and other tools. They allowed for very accurate measurements, and it was basically unbreakable. Also, while looking this up, I found that some scientists and engineers have produced violin strings using spider silk from golden orb weavers. I found a video of one of these prototype violins, and it sounds pretty amazing. But don't get excited, all you musicians out there. These are not available for distribution. So, recap. Spiders make webs out of silk, which is unbelievably strong and flexible. Spiders use it not just for catching their prey in webs, but for all kinds of communication. And to date, humans have not been able to replicate it, except in goats, which didn't seem to go so well. In conclusion, spiders are superheroes. Holy moly. Thanks for listening in. If you want to support the podcast, visit my Patreon where you could submit questions for future episodes. Please send me your burning curiosities and we can learn the answer together. That's at patreon.com slash ecology and me. I'm Kate Douglas. Stay curious out there. This episode was recorded, mixed, and produced by me. Theme song is by the amazing Matthew Dean Marsh. Follow us on social at Ecology and Me. 